You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gives you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello, friends. Welcome to Yoga Magic. How the heck are you, pals? I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in every week. Someday I'm going to start a video. Like, I want to have this show on YouTube mostly so you can see how ridiculous I look when I record these things. It's like, it's a goal. It's a goal just to bring us all together, really. Like, I'm wearing this, you know, the tie dye sweatsuit that never comes off, and there's a dog in my lap, and my fake eyelashes, they're looking good, but everything else is like out of balance with that. So, you know, I wouldn't trade this. I would not trade this for anything. Sending blessings to those of you who have to like legit dress up for work right now. I was just at the coffee shop picking up some coffees and there was this like fierce woman in a suit next to me. And I was like, I like couldn't stop looking at her. It felt like I was seeing an exotic animal. So anyway, sending love to those of you that have to get ready because this is this is lovely this is lovely okay all right friends this is a fun episode it's a neat it's a neat episode that I'm really interested in this topic of sound healing so I've been to sound baths before but I I can't say that I know much about the science or you know what's happening in the body um, so today's guest, Allison Sung, is going to tell us all about it. She is a li- licensed sound healer. She's a DJ. She's a meditation teacher. And she gives us, again, the details. And she blessed us with a short five-minute sound bath at the end of the episode if you want to do that, if you want to enjoy some sound healing in your home. So that's at the end of the episode. Allison is based in Arkansas, um, but she's working to bring her healing um, modality to more and more people. So check her out. More information on the show notes. Thanks to her for being on the show, sharing this modality for those of us that are kind of new to it. Thanks to our show sponsor, Boca. Boca is the mindful oral care that you need to check out, everybody. Clean ingredients, tastes really great. I'm in love. It's a Minnesota company. Heck yes. <laughs> and then finally, friends, don't forget that I'm hosting a free cosmic self-care workshop on Tuesday, March 23rd at 7 p.m. Central Time. So we'll be diving into the placements in your birth chart that just give you more information and inspiration for your self-care practices. I'll also be talking about my self-care mentorship program because, friends, enrollment is officially open now. 
Um, If you know you could just use some guidance in the self-care department, let's work together. The mentorship, again, I do this three times a year. It's an eight-week program where we really dive in one-on-one into your routines, your chart, your relationships, your boundaries, so that self-care becomes a more solid part of your life. And I open it up to five clients at a time. I've got four spots left as enrollment is just opening now. So Check out more information on the show notes. If you want to do this deep work over the course of the next eight weeks, I would love to hang out. Okay, everybody, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our awesome episode with sound therapist Allison Sung. All right, let's do this. We are sitting down today with Allison Sung, who is a sound healer, who's a DJ, And we're going to talk about the healing process through sound today, which I'm so intrigued. Allison, I didn't tell you this, but I was a music major in college What? and like, yeah, I was, I'm a vocalist. And so I just like, I feel the healing power of sound, but I want to hear it from somebody who does it Mm -hmm. all the time. Will you tell listeners who you are, your journey into using sound as healing process and like how you work with it? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Allison Sung. I am based out of Fayetteville, Arkansas right now. Um, I'm a sound healer. I work with sound and music in a lot of ways. I'm a DJ. Um, I'm a music producer. I produce meditation music and binaural beats. Um, Yeah, it's been, music has always been a part of my life. I, when I was, I played piano when I was a young child. I always gravitated to music. I, you know, was a band nerd in high school, like full on like drum major. You, you were? Know? I was too. Stop. I'm not a drum major. I was a drummer, but yeah. I was a band geek too. And I like, I take that. I ha- that's like just an honor, a medal of honor. I really do. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was one of the best times of my life. Um, many fond memories of the band, but yeah. So my musical journey just continued. And then when I turned 18, I traded in my piano and bought a set of turntables <laughs> I was like, I want to become a DJ. So I did. (laughs) Um, And I've been DJing ever since. Um, My journey to sound as a healing capacity is, um, it's pretty interesting. And, you know, it's one of those things where you just kind of fall into it, if that makes sense. You know, I don't know necessarily how it happened, but it just kind of came to me. Um, I, to keep kind of a long story short, um, in 2015, you know, my whole life, I've always been a little bit into, I've always known that reality, there's something more to reality. I've kind of always been into the magical things. Uh, You know, I was interested in astrology as a child and um, dabbled in witchcraft as a teenager, but it it kind of took a backseat for a few years of my life. But in 2015, um, I had a pretty traumatic experience where um, my brother, my little brother, he committed suicide and Mm. I, he he actually didn't die when he did it. He went to the hospital and was in a coma for five days. And we made the decision to pull him off of life support after an MRI showed that, you know, his, he was gone. I'm so sorry. So I was actually with him when he actually passed and Mm -hmm. something, the most profound thing happened to me during that experience. I literally before the doctor pronounced him dead, I saw his soul like rise up out of his body and kind of float away like a light. Like I saw a light come up out of his body and, and, and hover up at the top of the room for a few minutes and then kind of fly away. Um, so at that point, like I was just blasted open from a spiritual perspective, like 
full on, you know, third eye crown chakra, just, whoa. <laughs> so, you know, people, this term's a little cliche, but it was a spiritual awakening in the, in the truest sense of the word. Um, so kind of since, you know, for the last six years, it's been a really deep exploration into, you know, what is, there's more to life than what we think we know. Um, and so for a few years after that, I just felt this really intense pull, like I need to be doing something more meaningful than what I was doing as a career. Um, you know, I worked corporate for many, many years, um, but I was just, just had this intense pull, you know, I'm sure you've probably felt this way too. It's like, I, this is not what I'm here to do. I'm here to do something more and help heal people and stuff. So I kind of struggled for a few years, like, what is my thing? You know, I was like, should I do astrology? Should I do yoga? You know, what is my thing? And I kind of ended up going to Sedona, um, in 2018, just, I was like, I need a solo pilgrimage. Um, I need to figure out what I need to figure things out. So I went to Sedona with no plans. I was just like, I'm just going to go and kind of end up where I end up, wherever spirit leads me. Um, and so I ended up talking to this guy in a, gro a local grocery store there about, you know, kind of my story and why I was in Sedona. And he said, Hey, I've got this healer that I really think you should go see. He's amazing you know, and he didn't really tell me details. He was like, you trust me, you got to go see him. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> As one does like, yep, I'll go. <laughs> right. Um, so long story short, I end up going to this healer's place and he has um, like a, a, a teepee, I guess, or a yurt in his backyard. And I walk, we walk into this yurt and oh my God, everywhere lining all of the walls of this yurt were sound healing instruments got like there were 20 to 30 gongs hung up on the walls just all these crystal bowls all of these chimes like literally drums every there were probably 250 different instruments in this year and I was like wow <laughs> this is insane and then long story short I it was the most profound healing experience of my life like he did a sound healing basically on me in that year. And oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And it was kind of like at that moment that was like, uh, okay, this, this is it. Like, this is my thing. And then thinking about it after the fact, it makes so much sense. It's like, you know, I was a musician. I was a DJ. <laughs> I love music. This is makes so much sense. I just couldn't come to it on my own. I kind of had to be shown to me if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thanks for sharing that story, Allison. I, I'm so sorry about your brother. That's such a, I mean, I, ugh, I, I can't even imagine. And for you to be there and to experience that, but I see, I just see that you bringing this full circle and using it to help others is like so inspirational and so real, right? I mean, like when we're, when we grapple with these huge questions in life, like the feeling to motivate or the motivation to help others is like, that's human nature. And I love that. And that's like, that's like divine feminine to me, like that feeling of like, I'm going to help and to do it through sound. So now that you are, you work with sound and you use these tools, can you just tell listeners a little bit about like what tools, I mean, like, I think of them as instruments, like what are you using for sound healing? Yeah. 
absolutely. Um, there are lots of different sound healing instruments, even, I mean, even the voice at the end of the day, even your voice is an instrument as well. So, um, but pri primarily in my practice there, I use crystal singing bowls. So you've probably um, seen those. They're typically they're white, um, the bowls that just make the, the resonant sounds. Um, there's also Himalayan singing bowls, which are typically made of metal. So they're like bronze and, um, those can also be placed directly on the body as well. So there is sound, there's sound healing and just listening to sounds and then kind of feeling the vibrations in the room, but there's also sound healing and that there's literally instruments that you can place directly on somebody's body. And that will transfer the vibrations directly from the instrument into the muscle tissue, um, of a person's body. Mm -hmm. So Himalayan singing bowls are great for placing on the body. There are, I use tuning forks. Those are little metal um, kind of stick looking things that have a little branch, um, two prongs at the top. Those can be used both off the body and your aura to kind of clear energy. Um, but they also have weighted tuning forks that can be placed again, directly on specific points on the body. You can use them on acupressure points. You can use them on chakra points, um, basically anywhere on the body um, to put those vibrations directly into the body. There's all kinds of drums, gongs, crystal uh, harps. There are chimes. Mm. There are so many things, so many toys. In oh my gosh. Yeah, I didn't even incredible. know that. Um, yeah. It's funny because the first time that I think I understood like the, the power of sound and vibration was when like, I know you're a yoga, you're a yoga teacher too, right? Yes. Like me. Okay. We're both yoga teachers. And like when I understood, when I started to learn about Sanskrit and the vibrational quality of Sanskrit, and for those that don't know what Sanskrit is, it's the language that we use in yoga. Um, and through, you know, Philosophy says that when you say a yoga pose name in Sanskrit, you're, you're transferring the benefits of that pose without actually doing it. So like if I say Ekapada Raja Kapatasana, my favorite one to say, I'm, I'm reaping the benefits of half pigeon without actually being in it. How cool yeah. is that? There's actually a con, the concept has a name in Sanskrit. It's called Matrika Shakti, um, but it, it loosely translates to like the manifesting power of your words um, and yeah, you're exactly right. It's the, the vowel sounds and the, the sounds of Sanskrit have an energetic quality just by speaking them, just by vibrating those sounds, um, through your body. So yeah, I, it's incredible. It's amazing. And I remember when I, like now I lead teacher trainings and I tell this to people in trainings and so, sometimes I get just like, yeah, right. Like I get just complete skepticism and like, fine, you do you, if you don't believe that's true. But I, I mean, you speaking to these tools and just like the different ways that you can use them. If it's, mm -hmm. if it's making you feel strong and powerful and healed, then yes, doesn't matter. If, like, I mean, I believe it. So I'm with you, but yeah. uh, can you talk a little bit about binaural beats? I know you said you, you um, work with that and like for listeners that don't know what that is, what is that? Yeah. So it is a um, style of, you can call it music. Sometimes it's layered in with music. It's a style of sound, call it meditation music, where um, specific frequencies are directed into each ear. So you typically have to have a pair of stereo headphones to use them um, because you need to hear one frequency in your left ear and one frequency in your right ear. 
and there's just a slight difference in the frequencies. So what happens in your brain, there's a process called entrainment, which basically hears the slightly different frequencies. Let's just say one is 50 Hertz and one is 60 Hertz. The difference in that is 10 Hertz. So when your brain hears these different frequencies in each ear, it wants to reconcile the difference. It wants, hmm. so it actually changes, your brain changes its brainwave frequency to match the difference in those two. It's in training the two because it wants them to be, um, it wants them to be equal. So it tries to, re to make the difference in the two. Um, so what it does is it can all binaural beats can literally alter your brainwave state. So the brainwave has frequency states that it um, basically vibrates at um, throughout the day. And there's different states of consciousness. So there's beta, which is like you're waking, like kind of your not necessarily fight or flight, but you're waking consciousness. You're thinking, you're concentrating, you could be stressing, you could have anxiety. Um, and then there are other brainwave states. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, so I'm not going to say them, but there's delta and theta that are lower brainwave states that are like rest and digest when you're into parasympathetic nervous system mode, relaxation. So what the binaural beats do is that they're programmed to the frequency of typically like the relaxation frequency. So like the uh, delta state or the theta state. Mm -hmm. So listening to binaural beats can help alter your brain waves into more of that relaxation state or that um, even sleep. There's even binaural beats that can help you sleep, get into that lower brainwave state of when you're almost falling asleep. Um, so they're just a technology um, using the power of your brain <laughs> basically mm -hmm. to alter your brainwave state. Mm -hmm. that That's such a great explanation. I actually didn't really know that do you needed to wear headphones? Like, I think in my mind, I was like, I could throw some binaural, I've never done this, but like I could throw some binaural beats on, um, into a yoga class, but it wouldn't really necessarily like do it. Right. Yeah. The, the key part of binaural beats is you do need to kind of have the audit, the different frequencies coming from each ear, which would explain why one AirPod would not work. I've done that before. <laughs> like an air, one yeah. AirPod fell out and I've just got like one in while I do meditation. And I remember being like, this feels really strange. That yeah. is such a helpful explanation. Thank you. I had no idea. <laughs> okay. You all love clean products. I do, you know, clean makeup, natural cleaning products, but have you thought about your dental products? I've been using the best product for a while and I'm really excited to share it with you. Boca is my go-to natural toothpaste. The Element Toothpaste, it's the first non-toxic natural toothpaste with science-backed ingredients that outperform fluoride. It's really yummy and it's made with natural ingredients, essential oils, and it does not contain any of the gross stuff like sodium lauryl sulfide, fluoride, artificial flavors, or parabens because, you know, we don't need that in our mouths. I got the starter kit for Christmas because, you know, treat yourself and now I'm obsessed. The starter kit has the toothpaste, which I just talked about. It has the classic toothbrush, toothbrush, which is a V cute little pink toothbrush. You can get it in another color. It doesn't have to be pink. And the floss, which is made from natural vegetable wax. And then get ready, the tongue scraper. Y'all, if you're not scraping your tongue in the morning, you are missing out. It keeps my breath so fresh, tasting good all day. 
clean oral self-care. <laughs> so if you wanna check out Boca, you wanna switch over to clean all natural dental products that taste good and keep you fresh all day long, head on over to boca.com and use the code yoga magic for 15% off of your order. That's B-O-K-A.com and use code yoga magic for 15% off. And binaural beats are, they don't sound super pleasant sometimes because you're hearing that oscillation. So it's almost like a wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times um, artists and I do this, will layer some soft music behind it as well. So you're not just hearing the wah, 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 wah sound. <laughs> right, right. I, Cause I do a lot of like manifestation work with um, To Be Magnetic. I don't know if you work um, with Lacey Phillips at all. Okay. So she has like one specific track that she uses in all of those deep imaginings, but it, I, it is really relaxing and it doesn't, I, but it, you can, I can like feel that sort of like alternation between ear to ear. Oh, so interesting. So I know you said you're a DJ. Like, do you use, I mean, this technology with, with DJing or like, how does this all work together? Um, I'm still kind of exploring how to incorporate some of this into the live music component. Um, cause like you said, binaural beats aren't great unless everyone has headphones. So, um, you know, there, you could get into, there are lots of, uh, events I've seen where people are using headphones, like a silent disco, if you've right. ever heard of a silent disco, um, where the DJ and all the participants have headphones. And I have seen events where people are doing kind of sound healing in that capacity, incorporating electronic music and with, um, with the binaural beats. So I've still got more to explore in that area. I definitely want to move further into that area. Um, but I would just say just even DJing for me is just a, a healing experience in the fact that I just, I play good music and I want people to dance and there is something incredibly so healing about just dancing for an hour, like dance your ass off. Like, I agree. <laughs> there's, I mean, I think that's one of the most powerful healing things out there. And especially these days, I don't, I personally need to go to a dance party. I haven't been to one. In I know. <laughs> you know what my life hack is for this, Allison? So we got this little like like almost like a, it's like, you know, like a colorful, like club light <laughs> that is all over the house. It's pretty bright. And so we'll turn all the lights off in the house. I have two little kids and yeah. we will like, we'll turn on some like epic house music and we yeah. will, I, and just like, it's like meditative, just dance and like, like sweat, like it feels like we're in the club. And I'm also like, am I turning my kids into little club kids? I'm, I don't know. This might be bad. I'm not sure, but it feels so good. I'm with you. Yeah. I totally get it. Um, I, if you you are training your kids into club kids, then I am too. I have a ten year old daughter, and we love to have dance parties at the house. So I love it. I, love I think it. it's it's so healing, and we need more of it. I agree. So I didn't I didn't prep you for this question, but I'm just curious if there's all these positive benefits to sound, are there negative benefits too? So there um there could be perceived negative benefits. Um, but it's really more of a situation where it's uncomfortable in the moment. Um, mm -hmm. but maybe like hindsight, maybe you needed to release something. So, um, during sound work, um, sound bath, if you've ever been to a sound bath or if you've ever had sound work done, there are parts that can be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, just from a, especially when I do a sound bath, I design portions of it to make you feel uncomfortable. 
and you need that sometimes because sometimes there's stuck energy that just needs to move or there are emotions that are kind of buried a little deeper um, that need to kind of be rattled, like literally rattled out. So a lot of times in a sound bath, I will drum and I will drum, you know, quiet at first, but then I'll get louder and faster and louder and faster and keep drumming. And a lot of times people have even cried in my sound baths at this. And then later they told me, wow, I started to feel really angry when you started drumming really fast. And I felt this rush of anger, like kind of coming up. But then once I released it, I felt so much better. Mm-hmm. So that can be something you can experience doing sound work is there's going to, there could be times where uncomfortable things are going to come up, but, and it's going to feel uncomfortable in the moment. Um, to be honest, I've had people tell me, you know, at times in your sound bath, I was really mad at you for a minute um, mm-hmm. because I just wanted the noise to, to stop. <laughs> um, it was uncomfortable, but then I kind of sat with it and worked through it. And now I feel a lot better. So that's one thing that I would say. Um, and then obviously there are actual medical things that you wouldn't want to have bowls placed directly on your body. You know, if you have any and we don't have to get into that, but if you've got like metal pacemakers and, and whatnot, mm. there are some, there are some physical things that you wouldn't want to actually have receive directly on the body sound work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I urge you if you're in that situation to talk to your sound healer or sound therapist directly about that. Mm-hmm. It's almost like yoga, you know, it's like you're sitting in a pose and it is uncomfortable. I'm, I'm talking to someone later today about specifically about half pigeon. And like why half pigeon is so uncomfortable. And there's, I mean, there's lots of reasons why it depends on your body, but I think like part of it is just that stretching and like really like working into the hip flexor is uncomfortable, but there's a difference between like sitting in discomfort and sitting in pain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how would one work sound healing into a regular self-care practice? And I'm sort of still, I guess I'm asking this question too, in that like, we can't, we're still in COVID land. Right. And we like me, I'll use myself as an example, would like love to work this in. I've got the binaural beats, but like, how else could I use it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are so many ways you can use sound, um, even, even without any tools at home. Uh, as I was saying earlier, your, your voice is a form of sound healing. So even practices such as toning or chanting Mm. are, a form of sound healing. Um, so you can even just, you know, use your voice and toning is pretty simple. It's basically you just, you know, take a deep breath in and then on your exhale, you kind of exhale a vowel sound or a, or a, a word. It can even be ohm. So like even doing an ohm at the end of a yoga class is toning is a form of sound healing, but just let your, and you can do it in a private place if you're embarrassed of people hearing you, but let your voice just come out as loud and as resonant as you want. You want to find that point where you're kind of feeling your vocal cords rattle. That's just going to shake some energy off of you, even just doing that practice. So that's something really simple people can do at home. I like to do it when, if I'm like super stressed and I'm like not handling it well, I say, okay, I just need to take a second and I tone for a few minutes and releasing that, energy through my voice is a, is a, 
proper channel to release some of my stress rather than yelling at my husband or yelling at my kid. <laughs> Let's be honest. right. Yeah. So that's helpful. Um, there's all kinds, you can find all kinds of sound healing things online. There are all kinds of YouTube videos by Noel Beats. There are sound baths that you can listen to online. You can also go listen to specific Hertz music. So, and we don't have to get into all these, but there are these things called the solfeggio frequencies, which are um, frequencies of music and sound. And each frequency has a specific purpose. So for example, you can go to YouTube and type in 528 Hertz meditation music, and you'll get hours and hours of playlists of music that's all tuned to 528 Hertz, which is, um, I believe is for self-love and for, um, you know, basically if you need some self-care, that's a really good frequency to listen to. It's the love frequency. Is that like a specific chakra then? Is that what it's speaking to? Is a chakra? I believe, I be, yes, I believe the mm-hmm. 528 Hertz corresponds to the heart chakra, but I'm, don't quote me on that. Yeah. I feel like it's like either it's either Anahata or it's solar plexus. I feel like cause self-love is like a little different than other love, but you're right. I'm with you. I'm going to Google this. after. <laughs> yeah. So there's all kinds of meditation music. Um, you can listen. I, if you're curious, just look up solfeggio frequency music. And then when, you know, when we're back into a state where we can have gatherings more freely, go to a sound bath. Like mm. I cannot proclaim the benefits of doing a regular sound bath, whether that's once a month or once every few months, um, just go. They're getting to be, this practice is growing in um, popularity. So most cities and towns these days will have somebody doing a sound bath at some frequency. Um, If you don't know where to look, I would start by reaching out to some of your yoga studios in the area. Traditionally, um, it's going to be a yoga studio or a wellness center that will host these. Um, yeah, those are just a few ways, but it's endless. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are leaving us us with an amazing gift, a, a, a short sound bath, which I'm so grateful for. And you said it's just like five minutes, kind of drop in, relax. Um, before we get to that, can you just tell listeners where they can find you, learn more about you, perhaps work with you? You know, yeah. we're all over the world, so digitally or in person if you're there in Arkansas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my um, website is www.sunoflife.com. That's my business name, and that's sun, S-U-N, as in the sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my Instagram is at sunoflifesound. Um, you can work with me if you're in person in Northwest Arkansas. Um, and I also hope to have some digital offerings here in the next month or two, probably by the time this airs, I'll have some digital offerings. I'm looking to do a digital session where it's half like a tarot or an Oracle card reading. And then the second half would be a specifically channeled sound bath based on your reading. So I'm working on the technology needed to get that up and running, but love that into that. Like count me in. That sounds great. Yeah. 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 That's where you can find me. Awesome. Allison. This was so fun. I learned a ton. Thank you. I really appreciate it. No problem. And you're going to guide us into meditation essentially, right? Yeah. So for, it's just a quick five minute, I call it a tune up, um, but it'll just kind of let you drop into the moment for a few minutes. So I would just invite you, if you have headphones um, and you're not plugged into them, that would be the best way to experience it. But 
you know, if you don't have headphones right now, it's still going to be great too. Um, and all you have to do is just get into a quiet place where you can kind of tune out for a few minutes. So just go ahead and grab your headphones and just begin to relax, finding a comfortable seat and just tuning out the outside world, maybe activating your listening and just allow the sounds of the next five minutes to carry you away.
Thanks so much for tuning in today, everyone. Thanks to Allison, our guest, and Boca, our sponsor. If you enjoyed this episode, you learned something new, please consider sharing it with a friend. Um, You can share it on Instagram and tag at Yoga Magic Podcast. Thanks, everyone.